Welcome back to So Wait Pause, the podcast where we pair a good and a bad movie and get drunk while we do it. This is Ashley, and I'm with my favorite drinking buddy, Sean. Hey. Long time no see in this chair. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> long been... time long see on everything, everywhere else. Yeah, I'm sick of you. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we have somebody to make each other uh, less sick of each other, and that is Will has joined the podcast. Hey, Hello. Guys. Long time <laughs> listener, first time guest. Yeah, <laughs> happy to be here. You, you've been in the background of a recording before. Yeah, you I haven't have. been in the chair before. I felt underappreciated, so I'm happy to be in the chair now. <laughs> you are. I mean, you. He was. You were fat checking for us. You had like all the hand motions down to be like, "Hey guys, I'm not gonna make noise, but I'm letting you know, like, I found your fat for you." Honestly, like, if you want a job, I don't pay anything. But <laughs> if you want a job, you're welcome to come be a producer. That was easy. This I have to do all my homework beforehand. So I'm- <laughs> So we should uh, front load that we met you through Allison, who came on an episode a few episodes ago. Pretty good episode. Pretty great episode. It was great. Now, she really set the bar extremely high in terms of preparation. She prepared more than any of us have ever prepared before for an episode. What beer are you opening? Memphis Sands. Very, Um, very basic. Basic. So... I'm looking. You have printed out notes. You're you're still going pretty high up there. I don't have a laptop. I don't have a moleskin <laughs> to read off of. <laughs> I, have, I have a few things to just reference while I'm talking. So I, I'm excited about what I've chosen. If you're ready, let me go ahead. And just yeah. Dive so in. we don't. We have no clue what you've chosen. All right. I'm so excited. Yeah. I was selfish when I did this. I was basically what I what I like. I like it, sports. I like '90s. Nice. I like rom coms. I don't care who knows it. I love it. I'm so, so excited. I've chosen <laughs> Fever Pitch. The Sandlot. Sandlot is a great one. Oh, I love loves Sandlot. the Sandlot. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good movie, obviously. Okay. Makes sense. Our second uh, feature is going to be Summer Catch. Oh my god, with Freddie Prince Jr.? That is the one. Yes. I haven't and seen Biel. Summer Catch. I knew you'd love that. <laughs> yes, I love and, this idea. Well, Jessica Biel is the reason why I chose this. <laughs> I feel like she's one of the more hidden talents that there's out there. You know, sure. Clearly. Freddie Prince Jr. is not. But... <laughs> <laughs> but one thing you I don't know if you know this about me because I don't know if it's come out on the podcast before, but my very first email account has nothing to do with Freddie Pinch Jr., but it has to do with his wife. My very first email account as a kid was SMG fan09. Um because Hell of because yeah. I was a huge Sarah Mitchell Geller fan. Ashley's huge into Buffy. Ashley yeah. loved Buffy. I did. Even though she wasn't allowed to watch Buffy as a kid. No. So she's somehow like So that so I found Buffy during the um during the semester of sixth grade, where my mom got into semester a fight, semester of sixth grade, uh huh, where my mom <laughs> where got did you go to school? <laughs> that's part of the story. My mom she went got to school in Alabama. They Sean, hold it, be quiet. <laughs> Single semester. <laughs> my mom got into a fight with my middle school principal right before Christmas break, and it ended with her taking me out of school. And then I got homeschooled for a semester because she didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then I found Buffy during that semester. Not familiar with Buffy. Familiar with Cruel Intentions, for sure, with the oh, show Michelle Gellar. We but... have done that as a bad movie before. Okay. Yeah, we paired and that with something I don't remember. It was not an episode, but yeah. Yeah, it's that was great. One of my, that was one of my first... Uh, oh, I did She's All That, Freddie Prince Jr., mm-hmm. and Cruel Intention, because they both had to do with bets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, we did um, <laughs> Simply Irresistible, which is a Sarah Michelle Gellar movie it's that is... the worst movie so that's ever been made. <laughs> it's going to make like a best of list, because yeah. it was it was really good. Okay, so tell us all about this. All right, well, 
90, they're not both 90s. Technically, mm-hmm. uh, Summer Catch is 2001, but everything was shot, I'm guessing, right. before that. Anything before 2005, I feel like, is a 90s Anything before thing. 2003, I think, is also considered 90s. So yes. kind of meshes in. So, 93, Sandlot came out. Uh, the director is David Mickey Evans. He did some other... Some, the, he, did, he did another movie that I got also really close to picking for my bad movie, which was Ed, which I don't know if oh. you remember what Ed is. It's when... Matt LeBlanc is a baseball player <laughs> and meets a baseball playing chimpanzee. <laughs> I remember this. Uh, their Rotten rot Tomatoes score is a zero. Wow. This one is also in the single digits, but it's higher than a zero. You have to come back catch. and do Ed as a movie. <laughs> Let me tell you, I almost chose Ed for something because I've tried to get It's a Air dude Bud. playing baseball with a monkey. Right. I try to get Airbud and I try to make Airbud my good movie and everybody's like, that's too sad. We don't want to watch it. I mean, so then I, and that was going to be my pairing uh, was an animal movie or I actually tried to pair the way back, ah. uh, which nobody wants to watch, nope. obviously. <laughs> but, you know, uh, he also did Ace Ventura Pet Detective as an EP and he was a writer on First Kid. And remember First Kid? I remember that. I love Sinbad First Kid. Yep. The, uh, yeah. Bodyguard that's, for. That's one of the movies that like I've looked up recently and I can't find it anywhere to watch. Sinbad? Or no. Sinbad? Yeah, I can't First find kid. Sinbad the movie. You probably can't find Sinbad. Well, <laughs> Sinbad the movie, maybe. that on a VHS somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. Or buy it on DVD. <laughs> yeah. First Kid, all I remember is at the end, he like jumps and like blocks the bullet and uh, hits him in the arm. So uh, he like saved the first, the first kid, saved his life. I don't remember why. <laughs> I don't remember like what the first kid, why they were, I guess they were trying to like take him for ransom or something. Is that what it was? I think he did get kidnapped. I don't remember. It was like a Russian KGB kind of situation. <laughs> or what. Makes sense. It's a, yeah, it makes sense for the time period. So Sandlot to me, it's, I, I grew up playing baseball. I played baseball throughout my entire life all the way into college. And it's a, it's one of my favorite things. So mixed with summer catch, it's also this stupid kind of funny part of it. Sandlot's a little serious. We won't talk about it if I cry at all during the movie. <laughs> We're going to talk about July it. The July scene is something special. <laughs> uh, what's the uh, the kid's name that in Sandlot that has like the curly hair and like he's kind of bigger? He was also in the That's, big green. Yeah, his, what's his, his name? His character's name is Hamilton Porter. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the, the actor's name is Patrick Renner. Yes. Okay, Patrick Grant. He's, he's been very, on TikTok a lot. I was about to say that too. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. You beat me to that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he like he looks exactly the same, but he he's like know. 40 years old. He looks the exact same. <laughs> They're in no way different. It's weird. So that's actually one of my drinking rules is about him. So oh, okay, perfect. That. But yeah, That's what we do here. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Ham- Ham- Hamilton Porter, they call him Ham. Uh-huh. Um, one of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, pro baseball players, Chris Bryant, used his name Hamilton Porter on the road to his alias when he took him to hotels. Nice. Was he a Cubs? Was he a Cubs? <laughs> These are facts. Cubs player. Are facts. Yeah, he played third base. Okay. Cubs. Sean, you should tell your story about when you played baseball for a second. You'll really impress Will. No, I won't. <laughs> I played baseball through. I'm impressed by all baseball stories. The beginning of high school. Yeah, uh, so tell your baseball story. I don't have any. Ba- Wait, which is there a specific baseball story? Uh huh. Which one is that? Having to do with your pants. Oh, that's when I was in my. Someone says, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you got something. Okay, I do know what she's talking about now. This was when I played T ball. This is like not oh. real baseball. This is early, early. <laughs> it was the major leagues of T ball. Yeah, I still lived in Ohio when this took place. So I was like five or six years old, and 
you know, so I, I hit the ball. I ran onto the base. I mean, everybody hits the ball in T-ball. Like you eventually, you get a swing until you hit it. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So I got, I, you know, I ran whatever. And then I ran to second base. So I was right in the middle of the field and everybody could see me. And I, you know, I was standing down with my hands on my knees, getting ready, you know, like you can't steal bases in T-ball, but you know, nope. <laughs> not allowed, you know, just looking. And I realized that my back pockets were on the front because I had put on my baseball pants backwards. How did you zip them? Well, these were, they were just like stretchy. <laughs> uh, this is T-ball, right? So this is not like, later on, it's different. I don't even think you had to wear There's a zippers in T-ball. Yeah, I mean, there's like, it's, you could have worn jeans. But I was wearing, and then both pockets were in front. So me being the smart uh, five-year-old I was, thought that if I just slowly kept reaching down and picking up dirt, I could wipe it. Onto my pants. To hide the pockets. To hide the pockets to make it look like I slid. But then, so my parents, of course, could just watch this happening. So it's just me. They probably had the video camera on you the entire time. Yeah. So I just kept reaching down, picking up dirt and wiping it. And of course, I didn't hide the pockets. It just, in, in, I had never slid. So why would I have dirt on my pants? (laughs) And if I did slide, it would definitely would have been like leg first, not like head first. So, you know, it's just great. like if you ever want to understand Sean as a person, I feel like that's <laughs> Sean, that like that story is so indicative because Sean is like a perfectionist. He has like a very hard time if like people know he's messing up or something. And I like take the hardest path to cover up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I couldn't switch him around. I had to do the whole game like that. <laughs> He's also a horrible liar. One of my favorite stories is right when we bef- like first started dating, I remember he had gone on a cruise. And he comes back, and he needs a new phone. And he needs a new phone because he like went swimming with dolphins, and the phone was in his pocket. Wrong. It is. In- completely incorrect. I went snorkeling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did also swim with dolphins, not with my phone. In that one, you had to like actually have a life vest and all that stuff because it was really deep. Snorkeling, I did have it in my pocket. So anyways, he comes back. I know the real story. And then I hear him talking to his parents about it. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I was leaning over the boat because there were some dolphins. And it just fell out of my pocket. And like, if I was his parents, immediately I'd be like, yeah, that's bullshit. For whatever reason, his parents think that Sean doesn't lie and is, like, perfect. And then, like... Oh, mine, too. (laughs) And then, like, three years later, Sean is, like, recounting, like, the actual snorkeling story and, like, says it. And his dad's like, I thought it fell out when you were watching Dolphins. (laughs) Yeah, so here's the thing. I had just bought that phone, like, maybe one or two weeks before. So I couldn't upgrade again. I would have to pay full price out of pocket. And it was so expensive. And I didn't... Like, I just I was going to have to pay out of pocket to do it, and I was poor. <laughs> I was like a poor college student. So, like, I had to convince them that I wasn't just stupid. But I was just stupid. <laughs> but I had to make it seem like it wasn't. So, that, that's enough uh, baseball stories and phone stories. <laughs> that wasn't even a that's baseball enough, story. That's enough Sean being stupid stories. We've all lost phones and broken phones. <laughs> what are our drinking rules for Sandlot? All right. I found these on... You guys use Drunken Me, I think, right? We, we have that's before. That's one of them, yeah. And the other one was just called shittydrinkinggames.com. <laughs> I love some of those. Those one-off ones that we find are always fantastic. And I think I changed a few of those, but I, I don't also don't remember. Um, if anyone says a nickname for Babe Ruth. Can I get an example? Um, the Colossal of Clout. You will hear at least 
seven times in this movie. Okay. Can we make a bet on that? I'm into betting right now. Oh. Wait, what? Yeah. Let's make a bet. <laughs> bet, uh, bet on what? How many times I'm going to hear the colossal something, brother? Ashley got really into sports betting when we went to Vegas. <laughs> it, happens to, it happens to the best of us, that's for sure. <laughs> She's like betting on every game now. It's weird. I made a bet during a work meeting today, too. Oh, we need to shout out any uh, betting websites right now to see if we can't get a... <laughs> There's a shit ton of them. <laughs> yeah, especially in Tennessee right now. I'm going to go on FanDuel and say they're just going to go or over seven times. One too. Yeah. I, mean, I think we should go after them. If it's yeah. <laughs> That's more likely. Uh, if you hear the word pickle. Pickle, okay. There's a context for that. If you if you want me to explain it, I will. If not, oh, no, I want it to surprise me. If the I should be- also say I've never seen Sandlot, so this is a first for me. Well, well you get a shot in the dark. Yeah, oh, you do. Oh, I do get a shot in the dark. Yeah, you do. I need to know the plot. I don't remember Summer Catch, <laughs> so I'm going to get one on that one. You know, I don't. Yes. Rem- I don't remember it. I I may have not seen it, but right. I don't remember. If it. the beast growls, the beast is a dog. Mm-hmm. I was going to make a thing about a dog. Okay. All right. If the boys do anything in unison, including but not limited to laughing, yelling, or chasing ham around the bases. And Ham is catcher, big not man. a dog like you would think, but... No, he's a human. He's <laughs> a human. Okay. He plays catcher. And the last one is if Smalls shows his naivete at all in okay. any way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the judge on that. <laughs> Perfect. It's a lot. <laughs> and that's what we got. I think yeah. the drinkability on that's going to be 110%. I think so, too. This sounds great. Okay, so tell me what this movie's about real quick. It's... I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. Okay. All right. American coming of age sports comedy film co-written directed by David Mickey Evans, which I said tells a story of a group of young baseball players during the summer of 1962. Mm. Stars. I'm gonna skip name, name, and name. Dennis Leary and James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. Nice. Mm. It's a bunch of kids playing baseball in the summer, strictly around one kid who moves into a new town with mm-hmm. his with his mom and his new stepdad, and he's just trying to fit in. Okay. I I know exactly what my shot in the dark is. Because every coming-of-age story, especially if you're going to be set not in present day, you're definitely going to have a parent, typically the father, who is drunk and absentee and maybe makes you feel like less of a man and really promoting toxic masculinity. Um, So I think that one of the people in this baseball crew is going to have a father who is like that. You just described every movie as the 1960s. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like Bad News Bears, same mm-hmm. thing. Yep. A lot of abuse in Bad News Bears. It's a good one. This one's also rated PG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but it's like a straight 80s, 90s PG, where yeah. PG is like a little, little bit more lax. It's my than favorite PG day. movie of all time that isn't called Space Jam. Or Spaceballs. Or Sp- uh, Spaceballs is not PG. It is because I have a story for that too. We'll come back with it. <laughs> Alrighty then. Space Jam is a bad movie. I know it's PG because in seventh grade, I convinced my teacher to let us watch it because it was PG. Okay. That was in Woodshop. <laughs> Spaceballs? Yeah, Spaceballs. <laughs> he played Star Wars 1 at the end of the year, and I was like, hey, if you like that, let me tell you about let another me, movie. Let me show you Darth Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and he had never seen it, and he was like, I don't know. It seems like a little raunchy. And I was like, no, it's PG. And uh, we watched it. We watched one half of it because it's <laughs> not PG. No, it's, it's not PG, PG. in 87. Or yeah. right. <laughs> yes. Great. Also, I should make a note that I'm also forcing upon Will uh, me trying out an espresso martini. Not forcing. They're delicious. I, I think it could be better, but well, it'll be better. We'll have time throughout the night That's to figure out. I'm going to have another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm really excited to watch this movie I've never seen before. Yeah. 
with Hamilton Porter. I didn't know the Jen scene either, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to watch you as much as the movie. Cause oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> I love when Ashley hasn't seen movies because you get her real reactions to these. <laughs> we'll see. I think you'll like Sandlot. Sandlot's not like silly. It's not like you're gonna uh, over buy the, the top. poster. It's gonna you're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Did you say that I'm gonna buy the poster? Yeah, yeah. people. You know, <laughs> okay. Same people, people buy movies. They buy movie posters. Right. In this house, we buy the DVDs off Amazon for five dollars. So <laughs> maybe that's what I'm gonna do. Sean, I'm sorry. It's not Country Bears. I know you. <laughs> It, uh-huh. I mean, I, I, I one looked day, at them all. I read the synopsis. I didn't. It didn't, it didn't sound good to me. So I didn't. It's you. not good. It the trailer looks even worse than the synopsis. So someday, someday, someday. I feel like uh, you're the right person to be here when we watch Country Bears. <laughs> we can reconvene. If you watch it and I'm not here, I'm going to be upset. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I already know what I'm pairing it with. So that'll come up in, in the future. Perfect. All right. Yeah, Play, ball. Yeah. <laughs> Play ball. Yeah. Play ball. And we're back from watching The Sandlot. I loved it. I'm so glad you like it. I thought you would like it because it's very quintessential 90s and not slapstick and not anything like that. It was like the most authentic coming of age story that I've ever watched. Yeah, it's great. And it's been spun off in everything since I then. knew you'd like it. That was, <laughs> it was, I'm good at what I'm doing. I think you should have me back every fucking week. I, come on back. Okay. <laughs> Anytime. Especially for country bears. Producer Allison might have something to say about that. That you're taking her spot. Producer Allison is not to be here. I can just come on the show. Oh, you just got kicked out, Allison. If Country Bros is on the table, then I'm coming and Allison can stay at home. Also, at this point, this movie made me think a lot that we need to do a League of Their Own. Because I think a League of Their Own I've never seen that movie. What? Yeah. So, something awful just happened. We were talking about a League of Their Own, and then I hit a hanging wall picture off the wall and it hanged it. Lost 2021 <laughs> happened. <laughs> and it unplugged our entire song. Okay. That is uh, where we're going to end that discussion. Somehow, Ashley got so vehement that she is never going to see League of the Run. She's excited about baseball movies. Yeah. And all she wants to do is watch baseball movies over and over again. Yeah. So she, guess what, uh, Sean? I'm coming over every weekend. Now. <laughs> Perfect to watch baseball. Next movies. weekend, we're watching Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Rookie of the Year. There we go. Or uh, uh, Angels in the Outfield. I've seen that one. Oh, Moneyball. Oh, Moneyball. Yeah, sports betting. Uh, <laughs> sports betting. What's the one where? Uh, is it the rookie where he like his arm like messes Mrs. up Quaid? and he yeah. and he throws he retires, too fast? All of a sudden, wakes up and then he is 37 years old and can throw 98 miles an hour. Yeah, uh-huh. that's my dream. I'm 32. <laughs> He's going to wake up. Hold on, someday. I lied. I'm 33. <laughs> <laughs> in five years, I'm going to be able to throw 10 miles per hour faster than I did when I was 18 years old. That's my goal. And he broke his arm, right? That's what happened or something? It's like his tendon got too tight or something? In Rookie of the Year, he did. And the one where he played for the Cubs in Rookie of the Year, he did. But in Rookie of the Year with Dennis Quaid, that was all okay. magic. <laughs> even better scientific magic Ma- magic that's that's even better so many good baseball movies though too but that you could go down when i was growing up i was always an indians fan you know cleveland now the guardians cleveland guardians i was about to say and, we need uh, to address that real quick yeah and, uh what's yeah, major league major, sorry yeah. major league, i blank completely yeah, yeah. And charlie, just, charlie sheen and yeah uh, mm-hmm. there's at least a couple of them but they were all very good there's three i'm sure ashley uh never heard has of never it. never seen it Either which way. So this movie, like Sandlot. A different weekend. I didn't know that the phrase, you're killing me, smalls came from this movie. Yeah. 
As I told you guys, I thought it was about Biggie Smalls. (laughs) (laughs) That is not what it was about. It's about the naivete of Smalls that I mentioned a little bit earlier. He really was. was. Understated, but he was... He did not know anything about anything. He did not know shit about shit. That's exactly right. He did not know about Babe Ruth, who Babe Ruth was. Correct. Which is somehow, I mean, that's bizarre. Even though his stepfather owned a Babe Ruth baseball, he also couldn't even connect the word Babe Ruth to the spelling, like the written on the ball Babe Ruth somehow. But Correct. It's like, sign, I don't know who this Babe Ruth is you're talking about, but somebody named Baby Ruth signed my baseball. Well, it was in, so it was based in 1962. So Babe Ruth, I believe, and anyone can check this on the on the Wikipedia, but I think he passed away in late 30s, early 40s. So he was only 20 years dead. Whereas now, like Babe Ruth is considered among kids these days as a myth, as a god, like right. a person like that doesn't really... Like you just read about them like you would about anybody in mythology. Right. So even back then, it was close to that. Right. I feel like there's a lot of like cursing. Isn't that a thing, though, the curse of that team? Because like Lou Gehrig got Lou Gehrig's disease and Babe Ruth, I think, got a cancer, well, didn't the, he? The curse of the Bambino was the Red Sox when the Red Sox traded well, that too, yeah. for $100,000. Yeah. And the Red Sox didn't win the World Series <laughs> for 2000 I'll go inside baseball all day, Sean. I'll wow. do this. <laughs> well, that's why we have to watch Fever Pitch. Yeah. Where uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, dates <laughs> Drew Barrymore, is that right? Yeah, Correct. yeah, and uh, is a huge Red Sox fan. <laughs> the thing about this this movie that I was happy that Ashley got to see for the first time is to see a stupid coming of the age movie that ended up mm-hmm. being a cult classic later on, probably ten years after it came out. Because we all saw it in the early nineties, right? A bit, but we saw My, it. we all you too. But we but we saw <laughs> but we but we saw it because everybody else was showing it, and that right. was you know that was the power thing that they didn't do. And then we just kept watching it over and over again. Right. I mean, this was a huge. Don't movie. know what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not watching sports movies. I guess. <laughs> Cool Runnings. That's a sports movie, kind of. I like Cool Runnings. You watch that? There you go. Mm-hmm. John Candy. Bobsled mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Seca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I remember it all. <laughs> Too well. Yeah. Well, Sandlot, fantastic. I really liked it. The whole thing was still pretty funny. There were a lot of quotes that I wrote down from the movie. One is, that kid is an L7 weenie. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, this is something that Will brought up throughout the movie, is that they never cuss, except for once. And I think they really emphasized it when that happened. That's one of my favorite things about this. So, I I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy. And then there's different ways of doing that. Yeah. Jerry Mm -hmm. Seinfeld, who is one of the best comics of all time mm-hmm. is known for not cussing mm-hmm. but also getting his point across and doing his bits in the way that he wants to do them and they are hilarious every time right this is what this is they do they do stuff like that and they do you know things in the 90s and early 80s that were popular that are still funny without saying fuck shit and things like that right yeah 90s it loved coming up with weird wacky terms to replace things uh so like blockhead is one that we pointed out i can't make my point any clear at all if I don't have a fuck in there a couple times. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that was a good one. My favorite quote, and I've been writing all these down. My favorite quote was when they knock the ball over the fence and they're like, well, the game's over. We have no more baseballs. And 
the kid is like, you got 98 cents? I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we can't go get another baseball. We don't have a but dollar. With inflation, how much Inflation's that a bitch. You are right, actually. <laughs> I mean, like, baseball I'm, these days is probably going to cost you $12. Uh, I'm about to Major see. League level baseball. So <laughs> this movie is what, 1962? Isn't that what you said? Mm-hmm. 1962 inflation. Oh, we have a producer. 1962 inflation. <laughs> Does it matter that much work. if it's 98 cents? Can we... Let's just say a dollar. Can we not couch yeah. surf for 98 cents mm-hmm. to get a You would baseball? think so. You would think so, because I'm pretty sure at this point in time, this is like when McDonald's was getting popular in all those places, and I think they advertised like 10 or 25 cent hamburgers. Right. They're, they're only a half a billion burgers a year. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and so I feel like even a dollar even then, I think you could come up with. I think that's like coming up with $10 maybe, or, or maybe even less. Uh, so coming finding, up with $10 finding is finding hard. Finding a baseball was not as hard as they were making it out to be. I could be You wrong. could also find a baseball. How much was it? Okay, so this says $100 in 1962. So let's say $1 in 1962. Mm-hmm is equivalent in purchasing power to about $9.15 today. So $9. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean... Factor in Amazon Prime and that? Yeah. I mean, $10 for a baseball. Two baseballs here in probably two weeks right now. Yeah. I'm caught in the Los Angeles uh, port of call. Right. (laughs) That's not that expensive. $10, I mean, maybe that's more you can get than you get out of a couch, but that's not like so much that you couldn't ask someone for it. I mean, it's something I didn't think about, I guess. Hmm? A $10 baseball. I don't know. How much is a baseball today? I haven't bought a baseball in a while. I mean, the last time I bought a baseball was one of those ones that have like little grips to show you how to hold it in different like pitching formations. Those are interesting balls. Those, those were uh, more expensive, yeah. though. Ashley doesn't know anything about this. I'm looking up how much a baseball is. One one thing that I thought <laughs> was very... On Zazzle, which I thought Wait, sold invitations. Which I thought they sold invitations. It is twenty four ninety five. Well, because you're. What is it on like the sporting oh, goods? Is it a major league baseball? Oh, it's because you can print your image on it. <laughs> <laughs> like my face on Zazzle. Dick okay. Sporting Goods has it. For here we $10. go. Here we go. We found it. Uh, a three pack on Amazon is twelve ninety nine. Well, you can get one Rawlings Official League NFHS baseball at Dick Sporting Goods for nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Close enough. So same price. Unless you buy through Amazon. Yeah. But or Zazzle. If you um, want to put your face on it, you can get it for twenty four ninety five yeah, at so Zazzle. So here's the thing. Here's how little Ashley knows. I about want my sports. face on the ball. <laughs> right. Who doesn't? Here you go. <laughs> but Ashley knows so little about sports that she was like, Where do you buy a baseball? I guess Zazzle. <laughs> no, I just Googled baseball. That's the go-to place for all sporting goods. She's not that wrong, though. You just Google, where do I buy this from? Yeah, it was the first one. Uh, I guess they're paying the most in that uh, thing that you do, like, to get, you know, popping up on searches. Yeah. So a few of the scenes that I had forgotten about in this movie that Mm -hmm. I was excited for Ashley to watch for the first time (laughs) that I remember that were so good. One was when Ham is describing how to make a s'more. That was a good scene. That was a perfect scene. Every... Detail <laughs> you could possibly imagine. It was great. In a s'more. When he takes the mallow, <laughs> puts it on the gram, <laughs> and then mixes the gram with the mallow and the chocolate. It's I messy, feel, but I it's mean, good. Even just hearing myself right now, right. I sound like Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great scene. Fourth of July scene, you uh, you were right. You brought that up before the podcast. Well, That's a good scene. Well, oh, I wrote... That's a good scene. Well, I wrote, Fourth of July, do I have chills? Question <laughs> mark? Because I did. Really? I did. Yeah. 
It's just like a very nostalgic feeling. And I was in California around this time period. Yeah, it would have been exactly this time period. And that's the last time I... 1962? Yeah, roughly 1962. (laughs) I'm a lot older than I look. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. You look good for your age, though. Thank thank you. (laughs) You robbed the cradle with me, though. What's your your skin thing? What are you doing with your skin? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, California, though, in the early 90s. That was probably the last time I ever went to a block party. They had block parties. Like what they were doing in that scene. You know, it's like everybody comes out into the cul-de-sac. They all grill and they do all that. All the kids are running around. I've never been in a neighborhood that had one since then. See, we did that in Evergreen. I grew up in Evergreen. Where People that aren't from Memphis, Evergreen is a midtown neighborhood that's all centered around like Mm -hmm. porches and sidewalks Mm -hmm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. We did not have a baseball field, though, in the area. We had had, had like a small like little bit of a playground area, but it wasn't like a place to go play baseball. We had a zoo. (laughs) zoo's around the corner (laughs) but in a place to go like hey i'm gonna run the bases and need you to put fireworks behind (laughs) mom said no (laughs) (laughs) but we did do the block party thing and it was it was kind of similar to that I think it's like cul-de-sacs is the big thing. When yeah, you have like have a this. straight up cul-de-sac. No cul-de-sacs in Midtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All fucking straight, right. straight streets. Right. And that that's what really changes the feel because then you have through traffic and stuff. And yeah. you don't have that in a cul-de-sac. I don't know. You can't set up like stands in the middle of those streets. Right. Uh, and have like when he, uh, when Ham was going around just stealing hot dogs off the table. <laughs> he ate like three <laughs> taking, hot dogs. Taking dips off the cakes. Yeah. <laughs> taking dips <laughs> off the cakes. I wanted to see what type of 4th of July party has chefs in French chef hats making <laughs> like five tier cakes. Five tier cakes like look like they came from Kroger. Yeah, I mean, like it was but, a I mean, cake. Yeah, it's I mean expensive though. In like the most middle class part of California, you could yeah. possibly imagine. <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that was fake. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Ashley, what was your favorite part of this movie? Oh gosh, I oh I well I really love when the beast becomes their friend. Hercules. I cried. You did oh, kind of almost tear up. <laughs> I was, I was. So did a little bit of research about Hercules the dog. Oh, don't tell me when they died. Well, he lived to be 199 years in dog years, and that wasn't that far off. He, I think he lived well, to be 23 years old in <gasps> human years. That's pretty old. That's that's pretty good. That makes you really happy. That times seven is like you know like seven thousand forty-seven. Yep, yep. That sounds about right. He's, he's, he's also <laughs> <laughs> he's also a mastiff, which uh, their lifespan isn't that long. Yeah, big dogs so that that's long. like way that longer. Long. There's a lot of stuff written about him. It's probably <laughs> all attributed to that one running scene. He probably ran the most he ever ran in his life. He's probably <laughs> the most well-paid mastiff, in the right? <laughs> But very memorable. I mean, everybody knows of the Beast. Most people. I guess Asher didn't because she had never seen this. But most 90s kids know about. Well, what's fun about this is like she did not, she's not seen this. But Mm -hmm. when she heard, you're killing me smalls, Mm -hmm. that registered with her. Yeah. So like, right. There's stuff from American popular culture that she's heard before that she didn't know where it came from. Right. Same with Bill and Ted. That's how big that movie is. Right. Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted was another one where uh, the quote was, I don't know, I just work here. That's yeah. another one. Like mm-hmm. she Very knew well. it immediately, but yeah. had never seen Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. So, and this is kind of like that. You're killing me, Smalls. It's like it's like stuff that my dad stuff is from like Monty Python. They did when I was young. That like made mm-hmm. no sense to me. And then when I grew up and I saw, it, I was like, oh, that's that mm-hmm. stupid joke. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I th- love. Uh, was it Squints? Squints. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I loved him. 
He was so good. I loved him even more when Allison helped me figure it out that he was in Gilmore Girls because it was killing me that I didn't know who he was for a second. But he plays Kyle in Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls, never seen all of it twice. I've seen all of it once. Mm. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite. I'm a big fan of Gilmore Girls. I'm like two thirds, right? Through it, maybe? Three you're fourths? Not even, you're not even half. I'm about halfway through. <laughs> we started watching it's it a, together. It's a beautiful. It's one of my favorite shows. I watch, I watch it all the way through at least seven times. Yeah, I definitely like it. It's uh, it's pretty good. The guy who played Babe Ruth, do we remember his name? Something LaFleur. Art LaFleur. La- La- Art LaFleur. Art LaFleur. Turns out he was in a ton of things, and his appearance in this movie was fantastic. One, because he's like a black and white static, <laughs> like you're watching on an antenna but like, TV. But like the way that they play him in and out is a little bit like ab- ab- above the times. Like, yeah. like he comes in like pretty smooth. Yeah. Uh, he's just very staticky, but he comes in pretty smooth. Yeah. Early 90s graphics. Man, Sandlot. I, I stand like can't be that big of a budget movie I mean, either. Probably been in seventy nine pilots. <laughs> you <know. laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. My other favorite thing was when James Earl Jones finally shows up in this, and he's not Darth much Vader. of it. Yeah, Darth Vader. Fun fact. This, yeah, I'm going to bring up my notes for a second. <laughs> uh, the kid, all the kids in the team that were the most excited about being casted in this movie because uh-huh. they got to meet him. This is right after Star Wars like hit it big, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the late eighties, when they figured out who was playing so and so. This mm-hmm. is James Old Jones mm-hmm. like right in his prime. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I guess the uh the last one would have come out when, like the early eighties, maybe Somewhere around there, but it, 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 they didn't really talk about who the voice actor was of right. Darth Vader until toward the end, especially with the second one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, would have been the beginning of that. But Ashley, obviously, kind of recognized James Earl Jones, but didn't. I didn't at the moment. In the movie, he's blind because he got hit with a baseball. Uh, it turns out he knows Babe Ruth and all that. Mm-hmm. But Ashley was like, is he actually blind? And I was like, no, it's James Earl Jones. <laughs> this is James Earl Jones. He's not blind. And this is his second most famous baseball movie he's done that he hasn't played baseball in. What was his first most famous? It's Field of Dreams, which I oh, had to put yeah. in my back pocket so hard for this thing. I wanted to do it, but it would have been... Hey, well, I haven't seen Field of Dreams. Wow. Can't wait until <laughs> December. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Art I'm before. here every month. <laughs> <laughs> we just watch a baseball movie every single time. <laughs> Art LaFleur is in Field of Dreams. Yeah, he is. He's one of, he's one of the, uh, the White Sox yeah. of, the, mm-hmm. of the show. We brought that up, yeah. But what James Earl Jones reminded me of, this is a story that none of you have heard except for Ashley. Okay. Uh, the other week when we were in Las Vegas, oh God. we were talking about B.B. King. This is, happened organically. We were talking about Memphis and how Elvis is like the thing in Memphis. And if you go to like a restaurant, it's like, oh, the Elvis pancakes, the Elvis whatever. We don't have anything else. But there are other famous people from here. B.B. King, for instance. I don't know if he was born in Memphis or maybe he was, but he's associated with Memphis. But same with Elvis, right? Elvis wasn't born in Memphis, but he became a, a product in Memphis. Yeah. So it's like same with BB King. So I was mentioning, you know, why don't we have any like this was BB King's favorite pizza? We have like Coletta's barbecue pizza. That's Elvis's favorite, and uh, we don't have anything else. We were talking about how you know BB King's is now a staple on Beale Street, uh, the restaurant. Yeah. And like it has been, I guess, for a long time now. It's like the seventies or something is when he got pitched it by somebody from Beale Street. And I was like, you know, the, not even there do they mention Baby King's favorite food. And Ashley was like, Sean, he didn't know what his favorite food was. He was blind, which has so many issues. One, blind people can't know what their favorite food is. 
Just do, because do you blind see. people not taste food? <laughs> I guess she thought like if you couldn't see the food, like that you didn't know what the food was. It was bad. The second problem is that BB King was the best food I've ever tasted out of my eyes shut for. <laughs> the other problem is that BB King wasn't lying. <laughs> so Ashley was thinking about Ray Charles, I think. Yeah, maybe I don't. Know. I don't she really thought BB King was Ray Charles <laughs> and Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. just a. She said Stevie Wonder, but yeah. I think she meant Ray Charles because that's the bigger link between also, the two. Also, there's a lot of things out there about Stevie Wonder not being blind that I kind of believe. <laughs> is he not blind? And that is the only conspiracy theory that I will <laughs> subscribe to. For some reason, I don't believe that. I feel like you've probably subscribed to a lot of. Uh, nope. About conspiracy BB, theories. <laughs> about King. No, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder conspiracy theories. Michael Jackson is still alive. <laughs> uh, I had to bring that up though when she brought up Ginger Old Jones being blind. You know, they, he didn't know what his favorite food was. But sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Barbecue shrimp, right? <laughs> or that's I think. Well, the, the thing uh, was like, there's no way Elvis loved banana and peanut butter sandwiches. Well, he does now. Because they're not that good. <laughs> if you smell a banana, all of us loved it. They, I mean, everything. <laughs> Have you had Memphis. a peanut butter and banana sandwich? What? Have you had like the like the Elvis like, peanut butter well, and banana sandwich? I don't like sandwich? bananas. Okay, well, I, I do like bananas, and it's not that good. <laughs> it's average. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. But back to Sandlot. Gerald <laughs> <Gerald> Jones, <laughs> what is not blind? So we'll, we'll, we can go ahead and reinforce that one. But he, but he is blind. Well, in the movie. James Earl Jones, the person, is not blind. Oh, yeah. Right. In the movie, he's blind. So he, he is loosely based off of, I didn't say this earlier, he's loosely based off Josh Gibson, which mm-hmm. is one of the more famous Negro League baseball pitchers of the time. Mm-hmm. For sure. That played, that, played with, that played with Babe Ruth, like when he was doing different barnstorming tours around the country, uh-huh. which is really, really cool stuff. Like if you like read into that, that's this is the stuff that I would talk on any other podcast outside of this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to stop now. Okay, I will say excellent. Do you want to rate this thing? I want to tell you yeah, about the drinking rolls. They were great. Oh, the drinking they rolls were, were yeah, great. You trying, to, you trying to move us a little too fast? No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought. My, well, oh, no, I was going to say I thought my drinking rolls sucked. No, I thought they were great. Yeah, I think so. The we got ones pickle that hit, was huge. Pickle happened a lot. The uh, beast. Doing his thing. I think that was the mm-hmm. thing about this. I didn't think they would happen as often as they did, and then it happens more than I thought. Yeah, it happens like four or five times, roughly the pickle stuff. I heard, also I heard um, colossal giant four times. Colossal clout. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the colossal giant. That's not the dumbest thing I've ever so said. You won the bet. <laughs> yeah, I won. You didn't even put a, a number on it though. That's not how sports betting works. It's just all about pride, Sean. <laughs> I bet money line, Sean. For me, it's a money line. Yeah. But how much money? No, I just bet money three line. Three units. Just three units. <laughs> three units. <laughs> <laughs> three units. So now you got what? Uh, seven units? I made uh, a sports uh, bet. Watch Dune. I just don't look at everything in units now. <laughs> <laughs> 98 cents. Yeah, roughly 98 cents. <laughs> Three baseballs. He can, buy, he can buy it. I got baseballs for days, man. <laughs> well, I got all of my face on it. I'll bring, the... him, I'll bring him by on Monday. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we're going to get a Zazzle baseball, and we're going to say uh, have a eat the rich except for Jesse Plemons baseball. Oh, we should. Uh, we have, don't even have t-shirts yet. So, But I you're all going to get, get a Jesse Plemons t-shirt when, whenever we make some. <laughs> t-shirts are cool, but uh, can we get tanks? <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> We're on the beach. <laughs> okay, I'm excited to tell you guys my score. 
like my reading. Can we? So I love Ashley's scores because they range from literally <laughs> negative ten <laughs> to ninety five. That's true. Ashley never gets very high. But. I think me and you, Sean, should try to guess. Oh, well, that's going to give it. Yeah, that's a good you one. You have to write it down first. Though. Oh, it's already written down. It is? Yeah. Mm. I, write it, I write it down as soon as I finish the movie. I think she goosebumps so hard, Sean, she's going to give this thing a 79. <laughs> that's a good guess. That's a really good guess. I was going to say somewhere along there. So, oh, man, but she loves... Okay, here's something about Ashley. Ashley gets you're really... You're it now. Now, now, now you're just going to... Okay, I'm sorry. She gets, really, <laughs> she gets really emotional about dogs is what I was going to say. Oh, and I think the dog, <laughs> the dog, I think, could, like, add, like, 10 points. I added 50 to it. <laughs> well, we we're not going to have uh, 129, but... Well, no, she said that. I remember... <laughs> I'm going to say that Ashley gave this an 84. You saw it written down. Oh, my God! Was that the exact number? Yeah. No, I 100% did not see that written down. You had to have. It's kind of like when our friend hears us record and he always he always guessed my rating correctly. I'm like, you can hear us recording. <laughs> no, I, I, no I, I swear. I swear I did not see. I swear to him that I did not see that written down. See, now here's why I said it's that. Great it's a great score. Are, like, are you, are you makes, proud of it? No, it makes me proud. To me, being was, the 80s is a huge thing. I, yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> but here's the thing. And my whole logic on guessing that was literally taking your score because I thought Ash was going to be in the 70s too. And then just in my head, adding 10 points for the dog. But he said 79. Yeah, but I, I knew you weren't going to give it an 89. Yeah. That's like that's like edging toward like your favorite comedies. Yeah. Which. This was on a comedy, which I love. It's kind of a comedy though. I don't think so. I mean, what would you call Like a dramedy? I wouldn't even call it's it. It's not even a drama I would just though. call it a story. It's a story. <laughs> That made people laugh. <laughs> like a comedy. Either which way. It made you smile. It didn't make you like laugh. It made me laugh a couple times. I like to think like you put coming of age baseball in their own. Yeah. Folder. Coming of yeah, age that's is true. this whole th- that's true. thing. That's true. Yeah. Coming of age is its own thing. And baseball is too in some regards. I'm going to say that I am going to give this an 86. Okay. I could maybe even go higher. But I'm, a, I'm a little bit surprised you're not at least an 89. I thought you would be 89, 90. You know what? I'm going to revise that. I'm going to give it an 88. I knew he was going to say 88 because Damn only it. because I, I said 89. 88. Really? <laughs> I was giving it 88 because I think, I mean, there's certain levels above 90 that have to just really. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if yeah. you're at mm-hmm. 90, or above, right. I mean, it's like favorite all time. Like. Right. So I'm going to give it a 92. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. I love it. You should. I think you should if you brought that. If, no, I just said it. It's 92. Yeah, like I think, but I like, I'm agreeing that you should. I mean, I think it'd be weird if your very first time on this podcast, if you brought a movie and it wasn't in your like top favorite movies. <laughs> if he was like, this is my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it 200 times. times. <laughs> 45. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like this movie. Uh, perfect movie, though. Yeah, it was a great movie to watch. It uh, hit all the nostalgia stuff. It had great well, pumped. scenes. You liked the Dash Lane for the first time. That was yeah. great. Yeah. That's a knocking it out Sean, of the park. I was glad to knock any other cobwebs out of your brain the last time you saw it. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, not Make that it long, giddy. Yeah, it uh, it was perfect. I uh, hardly remembered all the scenes. I remember all the big scenes. I think, oh, one more. The shit talking scene between the other team when they rolled up. Uh-huh. When they both went each other toe to toe. No one said fuck, but they said a lot of things were licking lint. Right. <laughs> 
was so good. That's true. Felt uh, so bad for the other person because they were a lint liquor and their sister was playing outfield for their other fucking player's team. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's true. And then uh, you also brought up the catcher uh, when he's insulting them as they're uh, trying to bat. Yes. That was yeah. also a perfect scene. Also great stuff. Very similar to how he acts in multiple other of those movies, like Big Green. Why did uh I need to trash that later on in the in the series. <laughs> yeah, Big yeah. Green. I think Coming so. Up. Allison's going to watch the Big Green next weekend <laughs> because you want to. <laughs> Big Green and uh, Bend It Like Beckham. Coming yeah. up, Bend It Like Beckham is a great one. <laughs> the background. Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what do we have next? Oh. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. In the name of Jessica Beal, we have <laughs> Summer Catch. What? Oh, I did want to talk about this. Um, the director, Mike Tollin. Mike, Mike Tom? Tollin. Tollin. <laughs> Mike Tom. He was, the, he was the EP in The Last Dance, which was, I don't know if anybody watched the quickly acclaimed series about the Chicago Bulls in the we 1990s. We have but we're going to. Well, it's the best thing ever. Number twenty-three, all the Air scenes. Jordan of all time. Also, he's done everything else besides Varsity Blues, Coach Carter, Hardball, Radio. He was one of the creators creators of the quickly acclaimed sketch Nickelodeon comedy called All That. Wow. Oh, that's a Sean favorite. I do. I love it. He was the executive producer on about 176 episodes of One Tree Hill, which is all about <gasps> basketball. Oh my god, you're right. Only about basketball. The man knows his sports and comedy kissing stuff so it sounds but i mean if you're looking at this i think he knows basketball tiny bit of football and maybe not any baseball based on the quality of this movie no there's no good really baseball stuff in this (laughs) i will say i haven't seen this movie in probably uh, like 17 years I need a synopsis because i don't think i've ever seen it oh yeah we should probably refresh my memory sean yes you're doing the You've never seen this before. No, so I get a shot in the dark. All right. Coming of age romantic comedy set against the backdrop of the Cape Cod Baseball League. <laughs> oh, no, this is funny. Cape Cod Baseball League. So this is actually a real thing. Huh. The, <laughs> the premier summer league for college baseball players, they go in the Cape and mm-hmm. they play for teams and then like different families put them up and like they get to live there and they they do like a work study thing or like whatever. Huh. I didn't um, know anything about that. I wasn't that. good enough to do this, but I always wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> you got basically, this is different because it's a local boy trying mm-hmm. to make it and he meets a rich girl and he also still wants to keep making it in the pros. Rich girl is Jessica Biel and then fucking fireworks. Is he from Boston? <laughs> uh, new, no, he's not from Boston. He's from a small town, Massachusetts in the, in the Cape. Okay. Chatham. But he's gonna. Just a fake town. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, oh boy, and that is oh Freddie Prince Jr. Right. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. trying to play like he's a working class person. I don't know. I'm gonna say my shot in the dark because I have to do this before we read the drinking rules, or it's gonna give it away. Clearly, people are gonna have thick Boston accents. Are they? Right? I mean, they're in Massachusetts. He's from a small town in Massachusetts, out off the, uh, the Cape. Could you please? Uh, could you please? From oh, they do. Hmm? From well, yeah, they're from Chatham. Sorry. Could you please um, give me an example of a Boston accent? I've never heard one before. Going to Fenway Park to see a wicked hot baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought that was like a Maine accent. Uh, uh, 
No, so here's the thing. That that was actually going to be my guess. My it's long the A's, long A's. <laughs> yeah, my guess was going to be if he says wicked smart. If he says wicked smart, <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg, because Mark Wahlberg is who I base all my Boston or Massachusetts accents off of. And Harvard Yard, if you're wicked smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing is, I actually used to uh, go do re- uh, this research project in Cape Cod, and everybody there still sounds like they're from Boston. The Cape is cool. Yeah, it's a cool place. It also seems very haunted. <laughs> I've never been in a place. In I've never been in a place where I felt like it was so haunted. <laughs> and I don't even believe in ghosts, yeah, but it felt. You get donkeys if you're going to go to the Cape. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your shot in the dark? <laughs> oh, no, that was my... If they say wicked smart. Wicked smart. Okay. Well, you ruined uh, two of my rules. <laughs> All right. Anytime something, anytime something stereotypical in New England is talked about or mentioned, hear a bad New England accent, <laughs> slow motion baseball, which I should have used for the last one because like that was... Mm-hmm. Most, yeah. Most of the swings in the last movie were... In slow-mo. But good form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anytime someone drinks on a baseball field. Oh, that's a good one. Anytime someone is cutting grass. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And anytime there's a montage with a 90s song. (gasps) And I'm going to go ahead and say it's all montages because every single one of these songs is going to be 90s because this movie came out in April of 2001. So (laughs) it's all 90s music. Yeah. So buckle up. Oh my God. I'm so excited. This is perfect. I'm going to sing every 90s song. Pretty sure we're going to take a shot. It, I mean, Wicked Smart seems like it's going to happen. Wicked Smart. <laughs> I think it's going to happen, right? I don't. That's my bet. I bet that it's not going to. <laughs> you're, you're just going to bet on everything. Hey, yeah. Sean, do you like apples? <laughs> no, I don't like I apples. got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do a three-way parlay. If they say Wicked Smart, <laughs> I can't even think of two other Boston terms. Wicked Smart is my, my go-to. What else does Mark Wahlberg say? I don't know. Bahaba. You ever go to Bahaba? Oh, yeah, go to Bahaba. If you're going to Maine, you're going to Bahaba. Bahaba. <laughs> okay, so Wicked, wicked Smart. This and then if they, say, if they say Bahaba. If they say Bahaba. I'll start doing the socks. Oh, the socks? I was naming socks players the entire time. It has a W in it. Socks. Okay. Time to go watch the socks. We got to get out of here. Yeah, we do. See, I told you the sandlot rules work. It's getting a big messy. (laughs) This guy's wicked smart. Okay, take us out. Yep. And we're back from watching Summer Catch. What a dumb movie. <laughs> what a movie. It, did, it reminded me a lot of a National Lampoon's type movie. No, it wasn't that bad. Really? I don't think so. And that's, well, I mean, you not as raunchy. Really dumb, though. I mean, it was dumb, but like, it was like a dumb that I can tolerate. I can't to- tolerate like National Lampoon dumb. Like, I was worried I wasn't going to pick one dumb enough. <laughs> <laughs> think i did oh yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah, perfect this, this is I, a great bad movie it, easy to watch not too long yeah perfect bad movie i just also love that sean well. was like really as if like you don't know me <laughs> like you well, know no, I, I yeah, yeah that's, that's true like i said i think it reminded me a lot of basketball basketball <laughs> basketball that's the name of it uh it's a it's trey so parker matt stone uh from south park it's also stupid it's from the 90s as well very good movie also stupid great name also uh great game yeah. 
No one understands how to play it. <laughs> Where it combines two of your favorite sports you've ever, ever seen in your entire life. Bass and kickball. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, ties into this movie as well because uh, mid-baseball movie, very vehement fight about Dennis Rodman and the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> it was... The, Surreal. The premier, <laughs> the premier rebounder of the uh, ninety Chicago Bulls. Yeah, dynasty. Mm-hmm. That's true. Also was chastised for being a little bit out of the ordinary. And to, just to recap for people who don't know what we're even talking about, I don't even know what we're talking about, and I loved it. Yeah, it, it <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere room. because uh, we were just talking. Well, so it's because the director of this movie, right, directed the Last Dance. Is that what you said, or was he a producer? Yes, he was. No, uh, gotta forget the notes. Mike Tollin, yes, mm-hmm. he was he was the EP on Last Dance, as well as a number of other things, uh, Varsity Blues. Uh, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Right, okay, mm-hmm. so he was the director of this, but, but the he, executive but he was, producer he was, he, was the, he was the Emmy-winning uh, EP for The Last Dance. He won all the stuff for that. I see. And uh, I think as I read that, it says, numerous records seen nearly by 15 million people on Netflix. It, it, it was so good. <laughs> And it's mainly because Michael Jordan was there. Right, yeah. I don't know if people know, but Michael Jordan is the greatest thing that's ever, you know, been on TV. And- <laughs> 100%. Other than Freddie Prince Jr. as a pitcher that winds up in the minor leagues. Yeah, but just want to throw out there that this conversation had nothing to do with the movie. No, and uh, well, it, it only tied in because that person who was the executive producer on The Last Dance was the director of this movie. He's a big sports guy. Mm-hmm. He went to, I think I remember reading about him, like he went to Stanford. His dad played baseball for a school in Southern California as well. Oh. And he just got really into the sports scene really early. So he that found he found his niche when he got into film and TV shows and things like that. That makes sense. But he didn't direct Moneyball. No. Hardball. He did direct Hardball? He did. Huh. He, it seems like this man made every sports movie of... Uh, the early 2000s and yeah. late 90s. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., though, I thought was kind of a bad baseball player. Not I, good. The only one less believable, I would say, is Matthew Lillard. We put too much product in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, so I played baseball and you wear a hat. Yeah. Like, I still wear hats too much now. Right. And I don't play baseball. I have a regular job where I don't wear a hat. Right. <laughs> he, Thank you for he has. He has... Too much product in his hair for a baseball player that does wear a hat. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, and Matthew Lillard has that like weird goatee, like little like Billy Goat type thing going on. But let's go back he's, to this. He's though. got a Guy Fieri flavor, <laughs> that saber, too. and then he's got a goatee. <laughs> and he also like looks like a sorry, Ashley, you're up. But <laughs> saying let's go back to this because every time you have like a solo scene with Freddie Prince Jr., it's all about how like. I know I'm the best. I am the greatest. I am so good. Like this summer is the summer where everything changes and every fucking game he fucks it up. Yeah. For at least three fourths of the movie, maybe even more than that, maybe like five sixths of the movie. (laughs) He is for real losing them all these games. He has one good game on screen, right? What's even great about this also is that Baseball, especially if you're a pitcher, it's not about finishing or starting. It's just making and seeing a scout and making a little bit of a, you know, getting his attention. So right. he did that. And then he yeah. left the game. Yeah, he did leave the game. Even at the end of the game, 
at the end of the movie, when he makes it to the major leagues in the scene they show, he doesn't do well. He gives up a home run to Ken Griffey Jr., one of the best hitters of all time, granted. But also, he fucking loses that match. Right. He does not win that. Right. In playing into both of those things, and Ashley's point as well, he uh, I wrote down the quote. He said... I just pitched the game of my life when he has an, uh, an almost no hitter and then leaves to go get Jessica Biel. But he says, I just pitched the game of my life. And she says, let's be together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's, that's one. Also, him before that scene says, I love standing on that mound, seeing the guy with the club across from me and knowing he can't touch me. <laughs> but he so touches, I, he touches every pitch he throws. I'll be honest. I've said that. But like way better words than no, what he that can't bullshit was. <laughs> I've written them down. They sounded better. Um, <laughs> baseball's funny because you, if you're if you're a hitter, all you're shooting for is to be successful three out of the ten times. Right. Yeah. If you fail seven out of the ten times, you know that's still pretty good. And right. That's the last thing I'm talking about baseball. For, so we can just talk about something else now. That also ties into <laughs> Matthew Lillard because he winds up with an almost uh, 300 batting average because he starts out, I believe. Yeah, he starts out at like 100. Well, they're, and they're using wooden bats, and they haven't been using wooden bats ever, and it's all a bunch of. He also surfs. <laughs> he's mostly a surfer because <laughs> he carries a surfboard around half the time. How else are you supposed to know he's from California, Sean? Uh, well, also the like weird like pothead sweater '90s thing, like you know, it's like mm-hmm. the the sweater that's almost like a what do you call them? Like a poncho, but with a hoodie, like a hood on it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cardigan like, poncho hoodie. Yeah, like one of those things. <laughs> but they only wore them in the '90s, like, and it's all stoners that Cardigan wear them. Poncho hoodie. Yeah, I mean, just imagine what Matthew Lillard looked like in the '90s, and that's what he's wearing probably. It's a Henley, but also a cardigan poncho Henley. <laughs> exactly. Cardigan poncho Henley. That's going to be what we sell uh, in sub t-shirts. We're going to sell cardigan poncho Henleys. <laughs> um, Brittany Murphy is also in this movie, which I did not I know. Did you read that she was in this movie? I did. I forgot to bring that up. I was going to bring that up with her and Brian Denny. And I just watched that documentary on HBO Max about her death. It was so weird. Seeing her in something. Yeah, I mean, well, and she doesn't play a very good character in this. Like, she doesn't really have much character. Is what I mean. there, was, there was someone else in there also that was in uh, that Newlyweds movie with Ashton Kutcher. Who is that? Don't know. <laughs> in this movie, then? Uh-huh. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. But <laughs> Brittany Murphy was in it, and uh, her character... Really, all she does is is hold a beer between her knees and pour it into the mouth it's of the weirdest one thing. of the random. But she did that good every time she did that. Yeah, every single time. That was her like party trick. That was her go-to. Made it in most mouths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and all over Matthew Lord's face. Uh, I don't. I didn't really understand that. I would say she was probably one of the worst characters because she doesn't really have a character. Freddie Prince Jr was something else, but he's supposed to be born and raised in this area in Chatham, 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 Chatham. Chatham. Yeah. He sometimes has a vague, like a, just a tinge of accent. His father and brother are like straight up, like from the Cape, but he just only sometimes has a little bit of accent. No, it's, it's, it's one of these movies that's not well done where you sound like you're from New England, but at the same time, if you just listen really closely, you sound like you're from Southern Alabama. 
<laughs> right. It's like you just uh, forget. You, you just forget which movie you're working on that day. <laughs> I, I could 100 percent believe that. Where's Freddie Prince Jr. from? Does anybody know? Not a clue. He's probably from California or something like that. But he's definitely not from the Cape because he doesn't sound anything like it. His dad is like Colombian. He spells Prince with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> I did not understand what they're going with for that one. But we also mentioned that the storyline goes by very quickly because honestly, the whole premise is just that this is a bunch of college baseball players. They're pretty good. Well, they're really good. And so they go to Cape Cod to play in this league where the scouts watch them play. And really, there's no other storyline but that, plus the love story. The love story is like, if you added all the minutes together, I'd say like 12 minutes <laughs> of development. If, if that. From the meeting to then like falling in love, jumping in the pool together, her ruining his no-hitter. If you're making a, a movie 20 years ago and trying to do a little bit of sports thing, but also rom-com and just get two people that you're not really sure if they're going to be that good, which at that point would have been Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. I think you're looking for, at tops, 98 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they did 107. <laughs> so they got 10 more out of them than what they thought they could. It was something else. I mean, it the whole time, it was just a lot of us being like, wow, did they know each other? <laughs> like, And at the end, they're crying and like, I have to go to architecture school, but I don't want to go to architecture school. <laughs> And I can choose wherever I go, but I have to go to San Francisco. Exactly. My dad and will then, pay for architecture. But then at the end, she's like, no, nah, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be together. <laughs> the plane still takes off, but she's not on it. It's a private plane, too. So I don't know what who actually flew that plane anywhere. But Empty plane. Yeah. <laughs> she also is like kind of waspy, but not waspy enough. So it gave me big vibes of uh, Get Out. Uh, the whole time I was thinking of Get Out. <laughs> It seemed like her whole family should be wearing masks and hunting uh, Freddie Prince Jr., but that never happened. Too coastal. They don't hunt on the coast like that. <laughs> Harpoon. <laughs> Harpooning him. <laughs> Catching him with a crab net. Yeah. But uh, trees. Uh, she does mow his lawn, uh, but she never does anything else. And you mean his lawn that was dirt? Yeah. It was literally just kicking up like (laughs) there was like no bunch of grass and mow. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I did write down. So there's one part where Freddie Prince Jr. is like over the bullshit of her waspiness, Mm -hmm. and it's because she he meets somebody by accident who she's dating, I guess, or was dating, or something like that. The guy Mm -hmm. at her house, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, "I bet Ryan plays tennis and croquet and sips martinis at the yacht club." The perfect uh, example of of the uh, waspy Cape Cod people. For sure. I thought, like, I enjoyed drinking to it. Yeah, one rule that we should add that you could always drink to is jazz music. Oh, yeah, like, like there's just, like, weird saxophone music in the background. Yeah, it's, it's like... <laughs> there was more stupid jazz music in there than I thought then. There's a lot of jazz music. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, Will made a joke that Kenny G was a producer on it, and I honest, and I was just like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> like, just believed him. Because <laughs> there's a lot of jazz music. It, it's but so it's like much, a so dramatic, yeah, <laughs> just very dramatic jazz music. But it, it feels like a soap opera almost, like that type of music playing in the background. I, mm. I think just as you spoke earlier, the expedited plot line. It was was a sprint. Right. It was. You shut your eyes and went to the bathroom. You forgot everything. <laughs> yep. I did. I went to, oh, I did both. I shut my eyes and I went to the bathroom <laughs> and missed half the movie. 
Glad you guys were there. Just let me know what happened. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. No, you didn't. It happened as quickly as you thought it did. The movie seemed like it was almost shot in like single scenes. It's like the writers just wrote down like, okay, the concession stand sits on fire. Right. That's a scene. And, it, and that was, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even the lead of it. It was like match. Right. <laughs> they tossed it in like a thing that had a magazine and then the whole thing set on fire. Like, can you imagine you're like, the way I'm going to show light in here is I'm going to light an entire pack of matches on fire. And then, Don't tell anybody. It's going to happen real fast. <laughs> and then I'm going to drop it and just be like, eh. Like, it's an entire thing of matches. Yeah, I'm not sure why he didn't like look at that anymore. It's made like plywood. But here's the thing. <laughs> What we know from not being able to start a fire during our snowstorm is that <laughs> it's not easy to set things on fire all the time. When it's cold. Yeah. I expect, and if anything's damp at all. Mm-hmm. And we learned that the hard way. And so if this is a plywood structure, it wouldn't burn that fast. There's no kindling. There's no, uh, it's a book of matches. Maybe it would, but yeah. I don't know. I chose a hell of a shitty ass movie. I'm glad I did I that. thought it was. I thought it was great. And I thought it was a great pair with Sandlot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, two baseball movies worked really well. Mm-hmm. There were some drinking rules that you could drink across both. Mm-hmm. So that's a good one. I always well, like when always, you can do that. There's always good ba- good baseball and bad baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the slow-mo is the big one that tied yeah. the two together. Uh, slow-mo pitching, slow-mo. In this one, there's more slow-mo even. Yeah. Everything about it. Some of the batting, some of the pitching, some of the well, catching. Some of the catch had like some really bad slow-mo sound effect stuff that I forgot mm-hmm. about. It was like... Mm. like you got you got a crack you got a wish and you got a miss all the amount of like half a second well in the sound effects that's one that we always talk about in 90s movies because i don't know what it is but in the 80s and 90s it's like the only time period early 2000s too where in comedies especially they make sound effects like they thought it was just hilarious to have like a slide whistle or something happen yeah like a like a clanging uh, something like that when you get hit and it's like the full on like Looney Tunes like <laughs> they love that type of stuff in in movies like this uh, th- we got the slide whistle in Sandlot and then this yeah, one did. was you're right yeah this one had its own sound effects not a slide whistle you're right well what are you rating this movie forty two what that's pretty high <laughs> that's like really high for us. Right, can I give you my reasoning? Because I have yes. I only have one. Go for it. Baseball. The reasoning is baseball. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if this movie was about cricket, it'd be a 22. <laughs> if it was about soccer, it'd be a 12. <laughs> I wish Freddie Prince Jr. was in a movie about cricket. Yeah, me set too. in Cape Cod. <laughs> I'm saying. Nobody can touch me. Also, uh, your rating scale, Ashley, mm-hmm. is something that I would like to just put in paper myself because I've I am a I am a fan of the show and I've I've listened to it. I cannot figure it out. <laughs> it is the, all over the place. The, the, the there you go. <laughs> we just had Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> we just had our first glass break, which considering we're a drinking podcast, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened before. <laughs> well, you did knock the frame off the wall earlier. Yeah, I mean, so maybe this episode has to be something about like just crashing things. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> breaking my friends things. are going to love this episode because I broke something. <laughs> <laughs> so Will was really, really emphatic about my uh, rating scale. <laughs> yeah, he was really emphatic about my rating scale and he just decided to knock his, his he was so wine angry. glass he just off of threw, it, threw it on the ground. <laughs> 
broke it on the side. <laughs> so this is something that I've been thinking about. And I do think that we need to revise the rating scale. I think that the rating scale would make more sense if there were two ratings. One, on a 100-point scale, you rate how much you like the movie, mm-hmm. right? Just if it's a good or bad movie, if you mm-hmm. like it or not. Then either on a 5- or 10-point scale, you rank the drinkability. Okay. I think that if you separated the two, then that makes it a little bit easier, it's right? Like something I argued from the beginning of this show. You you it's argued for that exact thing? Yes, <laughs> like multiple times. Well, you got your wish. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, you lose again. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I came up with this. <laughs> no, but you know, I don't, well, always, I don't know. always make it think it's his idea, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Drinkability, though, would it be five or ten? I think out of ten. Okay, so like maybe out of five. I don't oh, know. No, I like I like the hundred scale crazy scale. Also at the same time, it <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> and I'm, I'm keeping my hundred scale for my rating. Yeah, yeah, hundred scale for the rating. It's like one week. It's like it's a it's a twelve. The next week it's a ninety four. <laughs> Ashley's variance is much know. larger. <laughs> right, depends on my taste. <laughs> That's true. I uh, I I rate things a little high. Ashley rates things all over the place, and you can mm-hmm. never guess where it's going to be. It's, unless you're guessing my Sandlot, I guess. Uh, guess. Other than Sandlot. Sandlot. <laughs> that was straight on, yeah. Okay, yours was a 40 what? 42? 42. 43. 43. 43. Yeah. 43. I must have 42, but not I think it's a 42. <laughs> <laughs> okay, inch, inch up a little bit. Yeah, fuck even numbers. <laughs> Ashley, what would yours be? Um, A 17. Wow. I feel like that's decent. Uh, she likes prime numbers. <laughs> the only reason. <laughs> She had said 23 if she thought of that one first, but she said 17 first. This reminded me a lot of Get Over It. Your favorite movie to talk about that we've never watched on this. Yeah, which you rated in the 70s. So I think that... I love Get Over It. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of it. I'd say for myself, I'm going to give this a 35 hmm. just to keep it an odd number. Interesting. So on your new drinkability scale, what are you giving it? Uh, for drinkability, I'm going to give it maybe a 7. I'd say, say that we, we didn't drink like all the time, but mm-hmm. you could. you could, And if you added jazz music, yeah. jazz music. Yeah, I think so uh, for Sandlot, I used internet rules. Yeah. I made up the entire rules for this uh, movie because they were, you couldn't find any of them. <laughs> the rules made sense though. The, the rules most, like they all work. Drinkability was, would, is completely because of I didn't make the right rules. Well, uh, but Sandlot rules were were great. And this one's still... So I'm going to give that a six, but for potential reasons, uh, ten next time. (laughs) There you go. For Sandlot... Just give me a redo. (laughs) For Sandlot, what would we say for that one, though? Because we didn't rate the drinkability of Sandlot. I'd probably give it a six, too. Yeah, 99. (laughs) 99 out of ten. Honestly, I'd give it like an eight, maybe. Seven or an eight. I'd, I'd say Sandlot we drank more, yeah, too. Yeah, I mean, I was right? pretty drunk by the time we came out for That's Sandlot. That's the other problem. It's like the more we drink, then the, right. it's harder to follow some of the rules. I mean, do you want to pretend like Sandlot's not the best movie y'all have watched on this podcast yet, or are you just going to keep bullshitting about this stuff right now? <laughs> I did really like Sandlot. Okay, all right. It was, it's a great stand. movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. Stand, slam the glass again. <laughs> Give me another glass. <laughs> some stuff to bring <laughs> he's just like now i just throwing things all around our room <laughs> just happy to be here guys yeah <laughs> just grateful <laughs> just really grateful thanks so much <laughs> you don't get a t-shirt yet but someday you'll get your uh when the merch comes in the merch is going to come in yeah 
Uh, someday you'll you'll wind up with a random. What do we say? Cardigan Henley. <laughs> a hooded cardigan Henley. Yeah, cu- hooded <laughs> cardigan Henley. I survived the hot wing fest at <laughs> thing thing and thing thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Sean, you're the one with a movie week next. What are you doing? Okay. Do you remember what you're doing? Free no. Willy <laughs> and Robin Hood, the animated oh. version. And then for the intermission, it's Country Bears. <laughs> As an intermission. I remember your bad movie. I can't remember what the good one is. Okay. So the pairing for next week, one of my favorite movies. It's an animated movie, which Ashley does not like typically, but it's still one of my favorite movies. I've watched it so many times growing up. There are a few movies. Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory is one that I've watched so many times. That's not animated. Uh, no, that's not what I'm sharing. That's not what I'm sharing. <laughs> Another one that I've watched so many times is The Goonies. I love The Goonies. I love everything about The Goonies for some reason. It's not cartoons either. No. The one I am choosing, though, is The Goofy Movie. I love The Goofy Movie. <laughs> I was just I love, this confused face. I was so confused. <laughs> I love The Goofy Movie. It, I, I don't know why. Dude, I understand your Country Bears thing to a T now. <laughs> <laughs> makes, makes sense. Uh, Powerline... Uh, one of the best music groups, fictional music groups of all of uh, movie history. I'm going to say that... It, I, actually, uh, I'm going to bring this up real quick. Uh, TikTok, it has recently become a TikTok trend to do the Powerline dance that they do in the Goofy movie. I don't watch too much TikTok. Yeah. Sean watches all I'm TikTok. lying. I watch all the TikTok. I know what you're talking about. It's very popular. I know exactly... Okay. Right. I see yeah. where you're coming from. Uh, the one that he, because he does his dad's fishing uh, cast, and that becomes like the dance for Paraline. So what's your, what's the, what's so the, the bad, other one going to be? The bad movie to pair with this, I, I thought about this in a lot of different ways. So originally, I was going to try to pair this with Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but that's a great movie. So yeah. those are two good movies that doesn't really go together very well, but they pair well. So then I was trying to think, I have to get worse. What's a bad movie? Polly Shore. Terrible um, actress. Actor. Mm-hmm. Is is Actors. terrible, yes. Actors. Very terrible. I don't remember if he officially voices the friend, like the Leaning Tower of Cheese guy, or if it's just someone who sounds like Polly Shore. I don't I can't remember exactly. But Polly Shore was in a lot of bad movies. So the friend in Goofy movie is either Polly Shore or someone who sounds like Polly Shore. <laughs> One of the two. We don't know. <laughs> but that's the connection we're making. So the bad movie is going to be Encino Man. Oh, with Brendan Fraser playing uh, a now dethawed caveman, and uh, Polly Shore uh, is the person who takes him in, I believe. It's been a very long time since I saw this. Uh, that's the pairing. So, Goofy Movie and Encino Man. I do not see Polly Shore at all in the. Yeah, that's movie. what I'm saying. It could just be someone who's trying to sound like him because that was the time period where Polly Shore was popular. Mm-hmm. So, it could just be that they're trying to do like a Polly Shore type voice. Mm hmm. Um, and that it wasn't actually him. Well, Sean, this has been Wait, great. It's very much your turn. Ashley's going to hate that. Yeah, she's going to hate every second hate it. of it. She's going to hate it. She, so might, much. she might just even phone that entire episode in and not even show up. <laughs> That's and the truth. like, and here I am, ready to look in the class. So if she doesn't, you have my number. There you go. Encino <laughs> Man Ashley might end up liking. I don't know. Maybe not. At least I didn't choose Biodome. Biodome is probably the worst of the Polly Shore movies. Mm-hmm. By what I know. Yeah. But uh, Encino Man is not as bad. And it has Brendan Fraser. And now Brendan Fraser is making his comeback. But is he? Yeah. 
It's like a huge thing. I Everybody's like so. pro Brendan Fraser right now. Okay. Plus, what was the thing he's in? I don't know. Brendan Fraser was this cast in like a big show. He's in a big role. Okay. Also in a big movie. Honestly? Yeah. I can't remember which one. Does anybody else remember what Brendan Fraser was cast in recently? Mm-mm. I don't see. I can see what's upcoming. Batgirl? It, Killers of the Flower Moon? Yeah, that's what it was. What's that? That's a Martin Scorsese movie. Oh. Okay. I think it has, um, has Leonardo it? DiCaprio. And Jesse Plemons! And Jesse Plemons. <laughs> Did you know that already? Probably. Man. Well, well, will you come back? Most definitely. Thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> Thanks for coming. It was fun. It has been a hoot. <laughs> it was great. It was a hoot. We have uh, one less picture frame and one less glass. <laughs> the picture frame's okay. Hey, the more glasses we break, then the more Jesse Plemons glasses I can bring in. <laughs> Lord. We don't have any branded glasses right now. Well, we'll see if I show up to next week's episode. Maybe maybe Will's going to be taking my seat. <laughs> we'll see. All right, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's the show. Whoop-de-whoop. <laughs> <laughs>